0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski.
1: Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski taking just a few minutes once again for our informal time each week. To uh, hopefully encourage you and build you up and, and maybe even grow just a little bit more in grace. Joel, good to be with
0: you. Dang, good to be good. Uh, good to be good with you. Good to be. <laughs> good to be with you too. <laughs>
1: Can you say take two? Hey, take
0: three. Uh, you know, people, pro- people probably <laughs> don't realize this, but we do 50 takes every week, just trying to get started. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, uh, I don't as you, think we've ever really started over got I was, was going to say I, I, Just to be honest with everybody We are just sitting here uh, No script We got our Bibles in front of us And whatever's in these little skulls of ours <laughs> And that's that's what goes on During this uh, little 15 minute show <laughs> and,
1: and I'm sure that doesn't show
0: <laughs> Never <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, so Before we get back into Ephesians Which we've yeah. been doing for uh, a number of uh, programs now I have a confession to make. They say, you know, confession is good.
0: Yes, um, and now you'll be saved, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been reading my Bible as much lately because I've, I've kind of reverted back to my childhood. I used to read a lot of books when I was a kid, Christian and fiction, that sort of thing. As I've gotten older, I haven't read as much of just plain old books, you know. I started this Lord of the Rings thing some months back. Started with The Hobbit. And now I'm about halfway through the third Lord of the Rings book. And I went back and started watching the movies, Lord of the Rings movies, which I did see when they came out, but I had no idea what was going on. Now I'm all pumped and excited because I know what's going on with these books. And there are actually some spiritual applications you can apply to these books and these movies, like good versus evil and that kind of thing, but... I just, uh, I feel better now that I've gotten that off my (laughs) chest. I know my Bible time has diminished because I'm trying to get through these goofy books.
0: Well, you know, some people say that everything they ever needed to know, they learned in kindergarten. Well, all right, you got the Lord of the Rings. (laughs) There's everything you ever needed to know about life.
1: I I will tell you, it opened (laughs) up my eyes to the movies. You know, it, it just made the movies so much more enjoyable. But, you know, life can be that way. I think that there are times where there are things that we don't enjoy as much because we really don't understand them. We don't really know uh, how to relate to to those things in in a way that we can understand them. And that can be true with, we were talking last week, Joel, about the gospel and maybe not fully understanding what the gospel really is. And that sort of robs us of the the whole joy of life sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's certainly can rob us i mean we can get ourselves caught up in in so many different things i mean even even some of the things that you and i talk about i mean like this letter of paul that he he wrote to the ephesians i mean we've been taking several we've taken several shows to talk about this not even really haven't gotten into ephesians 3 yet and and in one sense you can overanalyze things uh, and that can totally rob the joy out of it. I think you and I have had a lot of fun talking about this, and so I think that's good. And I think that, you know, we've brought a lot of good, uh, good things out of this. You and I just in our, in our back and forth banter here. Uh, but we can get, Bible reading can become a tedious thing in, in, in prayer, things like that, going to church, uh, getting together with other believers. It can become, like you were talking about last, uh, last time a little bit, that it can become the most joyless thing in life, when it's meant to be one of the, uh, it's, you know, our, our relationship with Jesus Christ and Him being our life is meant to be abundant life. It's meant to be full. It's, it's meant to be exciting. Uh, there might not be every minute of your life that's totally full of excitement and amazement. That's not what we're trying to say. But life in Christ is meant to be full. I think what you're saying there is that even if you used to read the Bible, maybe five chapters a day, or whatever the prescription of the day was, and now you're reading, maybe you pick it up from time to time, maybe you get a lot more out of that time-to-time time reading because you want to than you ever did by forcing yourself to read it every day. And everybody's different. I think theologians, pastors, they might be in their Bibles every day throughout the day. And lay people, uh, it, it may not be the same thing. I mean, if you think about it, back in the day, in the early church, they didn't have these Bibles. They didn't have all this thing. They just talked about it. They just got together and talked about Jesus Christ and and his life in them. So we're just trying to say it, it's not about religion, it's not about forcing yourself to do things. It's about having joy in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our peace.
1: Yeah, religion sometimes turns it into a have to instead of a want to. And that can rob you of of joy when when it, when it becomes a you know like what you were talking about. I don't care what it is. Anything in life including uh, spiritual things like prayer, going to church, reading the Bible. It becomes more of a, a duty or an obligation rather than just something you want to do. And, um, and so we hope that that's not the case with you. If, if it is, that's okay because there's still time for all of us to keep on growing in God's grace and begin to experience the true joy that He has for you because He does have joy for you.
0: Well, I think we've, uh, gotten into a little bit of Ephesians too. I think last time we were, read, uh, Somewhere from eleven ephesians two eleven to around you know sixteen or seventeen that he, Jesus Christ is our peace, and he's broken down this wall of separation between those who aren't in the- who aren't of god's family who weren't in God's family and those who were Gentiles versus Israel. He's broken down that wall he's made us all one body, one new man he's made from the two, making peace. And he's reconciled both of them to God in one body through the cross. The, the cross of Jesus Christ brought uh, the family of God together, putting to death the enmity. He preached peace. And through him, Jesus Christ, we all have access by one spirit to the Father. That is some good news. Mm.
1: And, and what's the enmity, Joel? We talked about that last week.
0: Right, the enmity being the law of commandments. Where do you ever hear that really taught or preached? I mean, you don't hear that too often. <laughs> that well, the enmity, the it, thing that was against, the, the thing that stood between us and God was the law.
1: It's interesting, Joel, because I, I know sometimes you turn on the news and, and there's usually a big debate on whether, uh, the Ten Commandments should be posted in the courtroom or not. And I, I heard a, a, uh, columnist who's Typically conservative in nature, uh, Cal Thomas, all right, uh, probably one of the most syndicated colonists in the country, and, and he made the point one time that he found it interesting that people were raising such a, a big issue out of the Ten Commandments in the court, and Cal's a believer, I, I, you know, I've heard him talk about the Lord quite a few times, when, and then he went on to say that the, the commandments were actually, you know, put to death. They were the thing that was keeping the, the Christian from God. And I thought that was interesting that that he sort of nailed that in that particular article. You don't hear it too often, though.
0: You don't hear that too often, and if you do hear it, you hear a big oh, "What? What's he talking about? <laughs> How could he be possibly saying the law is was our enemy? You know, the law is what kept us from God, but that's the truth. That the law was put there by God. He did it. I think he did it. God gave us the law so that we would understand our condemnation so that we would understand that we're sinners so that we would understand that there's enmity between him and us uh so that we would understand our need for the savior that he came to that he came to give us freely he freely saved us by the gift and, and now through jesus christ we have access by one spirit to the father so that's very very good news and uh, reading on here at, uh, towards the end of Ephesians 2, around uh, verse 19. Therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. That's that's the more good news right there.
1: Yeah. Fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. That's good news. And, and it has nothing to do with how well you're living a Christian life right now, okay? Because I used I used to think that way. I used to look at a verse like this, and, and if I was going through a uh, challenging time, maybe not feeling like I was living up to the things I should be, then I would look at this and say, gee, I, I wonder if I'm a, a fellow citizen. And, you know, I mean, y- you start wondering about your own identity in, in Christ, and that that's a, not a good thing, which is why, uh, you know, ministries like Grace Walk are, are so important.
0: Oh, Definitely. And I like, what, I like what this goes on to say, kind of giving us at least a little bit of a clue about how come it's not about us. But it says that, it's, that we've been, it talks about us being fellow citizens and saints, uh, members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. He's the one that holds everything together. Uh, it says, in him the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the lord i mean jesus christ he is the cornerstone he's the one that holds it all together that keeps it all together he's the foundation and we're not the foundation i mean just think if it were up to us to be the foundation if it if it were up to me or up to you or anybody listening to be the foundation of your life (laughs) we we messed it up pretty bad uh And we like to th- sometimes think that we, we've got it together pretty good. Uh, but apart from Christ, apart from that foundation, we don't stand. Uh But the good thing is, is that, you know, if, if God were to count our sins against us, nobody would stand. But since Jesus Christ stepped in there and he became our peace, that's the foundation that keeps everything all together.
1: Well, I know we're in Ephesians, Joel, but uh, what you were just talking about there, that Christ holds everything together, it reminded me of a verse back in Colossians chapter 1. uh, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. I believe it's the New American Standard Version, that says, and uh, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And and that that was true at creation; it, it's true throughout life; it, it's it's true in our Christian life. Uh, it, it's because of Him. He is the cornerstone.
0: He is the cornerstone. Nothing happens. I mean, nothing good happens. There's there's nothing that goes on that's good apart from Him. I mean, every good and perfect gift is from above. The, the Bible says. I just think that sometimes we put a little bit too much stock in in us. I mean, there's a big thing in the world today, of course, about having faith in yourself. Just believe in yourself. And some of that, I think, carries over into the Christian life. And I can understand why, because uh, we do have in the Bible some instructions and and some rules that, that are laid out there that somehow people have, instead of seeing them for what they really are, we've come to take those as legalistic measures for the christian to keep himself strong to keep himself standing uh uh, uh, to keep his righteousness before god in proper standing and so we we think we've got to just believe in ourselves we got to just keep this thing up we got to keep this christian life up and so some of that carries over and not just from the world but into the christian world and we get to thinking that man uh a person could get to thinking that they're they're doing pretty good. They might think that, man, hey. But then the first thing that happens when they fall is they they don't understand it. They have no clue how could they have fallen from such a high place because the foundation was their own self, not Jesus Christ.
1: That's interesting, Joel. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, that you know, there's a place for uh, positive thinking and, and motivational success teaching. But you're right, sometimes we carry that over in, into our, our, our spiritual identity that we have in Christ. And what we have to keep in mind, even through all of the positive reinforcement, is that it's really His strength in us that will bring success.
0: His strength. That's what we rely on. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Well, once again, we have run out of time with this edition of Growing in Grace. We sure do appreciate you uh, being with us. Putting up with uh, Mike and I as we kind of talk things out on our program, Growing in Grace. If you do want to get a hold of us for any reason, you can go to graceroots.org and get a hold of us through there. We'll be back again with you next week for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kepler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.